0: Hey there, you're listening to We Just Like to Talk. I'm your host, Becky.
1: And I'm Cara. This is a podcast for easy listening about hard subjects. Today's topic is...
0: Life Updates.
1: It's November. It'll probably be December by the time I get around to editing this and putting it out there for anybody who loves to listen to us just talk. And that's what we decided to do. You know, the colder weather is settling in here in Canada. We are getting, yes, the dreaded snow. And we're reaching the end of the year. And, you know, you and I, we just decided we want to put out one more podcast episode this year. But maybe because we've just been so busy the past few months, we don't have the brain power to do anything too intense in terms of a topic, anything that requires a ton of research or thought ahead of time. So we we really decided to go back to the basics. And what are the basics? What's the foundational premise of this podcast, Becky?
0: It's to literally update people about our lives, the good the lots of good, I will, I will say, a uh, little bit of hecticness that has happened, and uh, maybe a little bit of bad too. We'll see. Exactly,
1: because yeah. at the end of the day, we just like to talk, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I know a lot of my friends who listen to our podcast. They say it's just like listening to two people having, you know, chat and feeling like I'm part of that group, right? And I think that's what mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of people come to podcasts, not just ours, for that experience. So that's what you're gonna get in this episode. You know, you're just gonna get Kara and Becky chatting a way very similar to how we talk to each mm-hmm. other on the phone all the time, except, you know, probably with a little bit less innuendo. Um we'll see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can't promise. Uh, And
1: hopefully, hopefully <laughs> Becky won't be getting as distracted by cute cats, dogs, and guys that she's passing by. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a good thing I'm stationed in my room and have, like, blocked out the outside world so that I'm not too distracted with what's in front of me, you know?
1: (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's start with friendship. Let's start by talking about, you know, how our friends and, and relationships in general, but I think mostly we'll talk about friendship, you know, um, has changed in the past few months, because this has been a big year for both of us um, in so many ways. And, you know, I really enjoyed spending some time with you this summer. I got to go visit you in Montreal. I went twice mm-hmm. this year to make up for not going, uh, <laughs> thanks to the pandemic before. So that was really lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a, a great way to kind of kick off my summer. Um, and I had an interesting time over the summer because it, it was this time of big changes for me in terms of kind of people's statuses changing, so mm-hmm. I had two close friends pretty much permanently relocate away from Thunder Bay. Um, I had some new neighbors come in next door, and and so like a lot has been in flux. And I was realizing that although I am blessed with so many rich and intimate connections. Um, long distance because I live on the internet. So I have a lot of friends I know only online Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: I have best friends like you who don't live in Thunder Bay anymore, but we still talk almost every single day. And I love it so much. And I never want that to change, but I'm like, like, you know, if I want to go for a walk with somebody or go to a craft store or something here in Thunder Bay, I, I mean, I can take you with me on the phone, but it's like I need, I need a person. It's not sometimes. the
0: same. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I was starting to realize because people were moving away, I, I'm like, oh my god, I'm running out of people in town. And I'm like, what if I just need somebody to help me move a chair around in my house? Like, mm-hmm. there's also like, I don't want to be too cutthroat, but there's a there's a practical aspect to preserving these in-person connections, and the pen the pandemic atrophied some of those and then some people have moved away and so it's been this like perfect storm where i've realized like oh i i need to put more effort into either making some new friends or reviving some lapsed friendships um so that's kind of where i started sort of beginning of this summer i was really feeling optimistic that the warmer weather and uh, i wasn't working over the summer Uh, i i thought you know this is this is my time it didn't quite work out that way for, for various reasons. Um, so I was a little disappointed going into September. I'm like, Oh, but end of August, beginning of September, things really kind of picked up for me on on that note. And I I can get into some more details in a bit. Lots of adjustments.
0: Yeah, it's, it's sounds like it for sure. And it's almost like there's been a lot of Big changes, but also these like smaller changes have been happening. And I can definitely relate to you on the friend moving away because I also had a friend move away this summer. And even though I was so happy for her, I was sad because she was a friend that I saw Ah. frequently. You know, I saw her at least once a week. We would go on these little adventures together. And I just feel like she was always down to do something. And that's when I started to notice like, oh, who else is not like who's going to replace her because I'm not here to replace friends. Like we're still we're still friends just now it's long distance. But it's almost like who am I? Which friend am I going to go to for these like spontaneous adventures?
2: Exactly. That's how I was (laughs) feeling.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you're kind of like, okay, think, you know, either a friend is going to have to shift into that role that you, you've already had, or it's like finding a new friend.
1: It's like you to... have to audition friends. <laughs> like...
0: Yeah, I'm like, okay, which so friend is going goal? to be doing this? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so that was definitely an adjustment. And then just sort of feeling like a lot of my friends this summer just weren't really around because they were on vacation. I think it's interesting. you're You're observing that, you know, you're more of an introverted individual, but like you just feel this this need to get out there a little bit more. And I feel like the pandemic sort of did this, like the opposite for me where I'm like, <laughs> mm, I'm going to have to be really conscientious about my energy levels and how many people I can see. And as much as I would, you know, like to go out, sometimes I just don't have the energy and that's kind of, it's okay for me not to go out as much, but also balancing it too, right? Because I feel like if I'm stuck at home for too long, I I get restless. So I think Mm. I'm noticing that, and I think this probably rings true for a lot of people, that the pandemic has kind of filtered out certain acquaintances. It's almost like my close friends, like with you, Some other close friends as well it's like i feel like we got closer but i feel like with Mm -hmm. certain acquaintances it was like maybe they were kind of breaking off anyway i don't know it's kind of like they it filtered
1: i i hear what you're saying i i Mm -hmm. describe it as a kind of attenuation right where you've Mm -hmm. you've drifted apart maybe faster than you would have if we hadn't been locked down and such for me that turned into a lot of frustration because as I was ready to make friends with people or to revive those attenuated friendships, I had to keep reminding myself that, like, well, we're all still going through this pandemic experience, and a lot of us are busy, tired, stressed. You know, some people are dealing with disabilities, with long COVID, other illnesses. Like, I- I'm reaching out to people, and every time somebody didn't text me back or said no, or said yes, and then canceled. I had to work really hard not to take it personally and not to be like, oh, they don't want to be friends with me anymore because I I know that's not the truth, but when Mm -hmm. it kept happening with multiple people, I had to remind myself that this is a, a systemic thing, right? It's, we are all exhausted. And I think, you know, what you just said, we need to be more conscious of our energy. I think a lot of people realize that you're right. And I think a lot of times people saying no to me were people doing what was best for them and protecting their energy. So I I, I don't want to get mad at people for that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I have to acknowledge that like I'm sitting here on the other end of that phone being like, oh man, you know, like this, I am I'm doing the work, I am reaching out to you. And it's just like, oh man, like I, and I miss some of these people. And I, mm-hmm. I think where I've landed with it when it comes to like, how I manage my relationships is, yes, I will put in the work because I recognize that that is important, Yep. but you can't force things. You you, you, you cannot, like no amount of poking somebody and texting them and, and picking up their slack is going to make them come to you if they can't or won't for whatever reason. And I I, I have to learn to accept that as difficult as it can be sometimes.
0: Absolutely. It's like you you can't have any type of relationship that's a one way street. Like it just that's too much like labor on you. And it just like doesn't make any sense. Because you can't like you said, you can't like force people to do things you can't read their mind. So it's like, you need someone to be dancing the dance with you. I was thinking about this earlier. about how am I approaching friendships now versus before? And I feel like I don't think I'm as gung-ho to, that's not to say I'm not willing to meet people or I'm not willing to give people the chance, but I feel like before I was just very like, I was just much more open, I would say, or like accepting about being like, okay, this person's cool. We jive, let's see where it Mm -hmm. goes. This could be a nice friendship. Anyway, so I feel like now I'm more I wouldn't say closed off because that's not true. I would just say a little bit more neutral about it. It's like I want to conserve some of that energy for people I'm already friends with.
1: I agree and I, I'm glad and I'm glad that you've realized that, right and like I, th- I think having that awareness of mm-hmm. what we're looking for is so important. That's kind of what I was struggling to define earlier this year, and I've really worked on is kind of like, well, what do I want? Um,
2: Mm. No.
1: So can I tell you, and I mean, you've already heard this, of course, but for the benefit of our listeners, Becky, may I tell you about this fantastic success story with my new neighbors?
0: I was gonna say, I, we need to hear the neighbor story, because it's amazing.
1: Okay. So um, both houses on either side of me, were empty at the end of August. One of them had been empty for the whole summer and is still empty. Whoever has bought it is like flipping it or renovating it. I don't know. Uh, So it's been quiet on my block. Um, The house next door, the previous tenant uh, who's been there for most of the five years, I think maybe like three or four of the five years I've had my house, uh, she moved out at the end of August and a young couple, a man and a woman moved in. Uh, They're about my age. So he, when we're talking about like how we uh approach friendships and how that has changed, Becky, here is the biggest thing that has changed. I took initiative. When they were so moving it.
2: Thank so, you. So proud I, of you. I
1: went over, I introduced myself right away. I ambushed mm-hmm. them. I'm like, "Hi, I'm Kari, your next-door neighbor." You know, and <laughs> in my head I'm like, "I hope I don't come across as too aggressive and like the crazy stalker next-door neighbor, but I'm just like <laughs> And I'm just thinking, well, I want to start off this neighborly relationship on a good note, you know, welcome them to the neighborhood. Um, I want to be able to say hi to them when I see them, raise an issue with them if I need to, because they're right next door. You know, I can see into their kitchen sometimes, like, <laughs> such is the life of detached homeownership in a small town. So we hit it off, though, right away. I, I invited them to come visit my deck um the weekend they were moving in and just kind of get to know them you know i say drinks on my deck i don't drink um but we had you know snacks they brought over some pie that one of their family members had dropped off it was great so they moved in and and they're they're great one of them is my age and we have so many interests in common like we both knit Uh, we both like tea um, and her partner is, is this just lovely, genuine, sweet guy. He's a little bit younger than us and they're both scientists. So they were away for two months. They had, they moved in and then they went out into the field and did field work for the first two months. Of the fall. Mm. So they've just mm-hmm. come back and it's been this wonderful burgeoning friendship where, you know, like they've dropped off baking for me, um, and food, like, you know, cause they're cooking and they're like, Oh, we have leftovers. Send them to Kara. I'm like, yes, Mm -hmm. please. And like, I've given them like household stuff that they just have misplaced or haven't had yet. So it's kind of like this chaos of like moving into a new space and then leaving for two months and then coming back and be like, oh, we don't have that thing. And now there's snow on the ground. Mm. Um, And, but it's, it's lovely because all this time I was making so much effort to overcome my introverted tendencies and my self-doubt and my lack of confidence and take that initiative. So I did it and they reciprocated, right? And every time I'm texting, I'm like, oh my God, what if this is too much? What if I'm being too extra? What if I scare them away? But then it's like, no, they're like, do you want to come over for tea? I discovered that they play cribbage, (laughs) like it's great. And so I'm really excited because this is what I want. I just, I want this casual thing where it's like we can text each other to hang out, hang out a couple of times here and there a month, you know, nothing too Mm -hmm. intense or too dramatic, but it's just, nice and i'm looking forward to see what it becomes while they're here right and, and who knows where it's going to go i'm not going to rule anything out uh and i'm not going to try to force anything it's just going to be one step at a time but after that kind of disappointing summer of not really feeling a lot of momentum building this has come as this just amazing breath of fresh air and I, i'm so happy with myself for the effort i put in and then you know i i I assume they're not listening. I've mentioned I have two podcasts to them. I've definitely <laughs> talked myself out. I don't think they're listening to this, but um, if for some reason they are, uh, thanks,
2: <laughs> thanks, neighbors.
0: <laughs> I I feel like you must have witchy powers because it was like this was too. It was it was exactly what you needed and exactly like what you wanted and. They're right next door. Really. It's like you really, could not have yes. predicted something or gotten something better. I don't think. I think they are, they sound like such lovely people, such great neighbors. And it's like you and like you said, one of the neighbors have so much in common. And it's just, it just sounds like the perfect match. And I'm so happy for you. Thank you. <laughs> So speaking of, you know, big, bigger life updates on my end, I had some change of roommates now twice in the last like, month, month and a half. So, you know, it, everything was amicable. But it's, I just always feel like when there's a change in especially like your living situation. Mm-hmm. It, it's just stressful. Uh, I got along with my previous, previous roommate. Um, and, you know, it was just a matter of that individual was looking to buy an apartment. And that's totally fair.
1: What Becky's trying to say is she's not driven away her roommates. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if my oh. new roommate is listening to this.
1: <laughs> when they all start leaving, you're like, <laughs> Wait, am I the roommate from am I, yeah. Am I?
0: Yeah. Am I the problem? No. No, um, you,
1: you had a roommate for about a year who was fantastic. Yeah. And then, like you said, just decided, time to get my own place. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, the, then the new roommate that you've brought in, things didn't work out. So again, not for you, not
0: because exactly. of you. Exactly. It's just like <laughs> ugh, unfortunate circumstances because the person that I had just brought in, has a dog and so it's not necessarily like her as a roommate it was like you know her her little responsibility the dog unfortunately was Mm -hmm. you know just not quite adapting so well to the living situation and i know she felt bad because the dog was barking and it's a super loud bark and i just realized wow dogs are a shit ton of work and I think I will get a cat way before (laughs) I get a dog. But yeah, I think the good thing is, is that it's almost like she left at the best time because it was like, there was no resentment, I think on either end. And there was
2: Mm -hmm. no,
0: no bad feelings between us. So it's like, yeah, let's, let's end this on a high. So even though it's a good, a good thing and you know, she'll, she'll find a place that's, maybe has a has a yard even, I'm sure that would be really great for the dog. And then she doesn't have to be stressed about what is my roommate going to think or I don't want my roommate to feel like I'm burdening them because of my dog. And I totally get that. Do we want to segue into work?
1: Yes. Let's get work, down to business. Work,
0: work, work. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Let's get down to business. I like that.
1: We already, we did a whole episode recently about mm-hmm. our freelance lifestyle, right? So mm-hmm. um, any of our listeners who want to hear more about anything we're discussing, you can go back and listen to that whole episode, but it's been a few months since then. Right. And I think I can safely say both of us have seen success and growth since then.
0: Yeah, Absolutely.
1: So remind me, Becky, remind our listeners, what do you do? Uh, and then tell me, what have you learned? How have you grown?
0: So earlier this year, I started a copy writing business. So I do, I write copy for businesses, mostly in like the tech, finance, and other entrepreneurs. So I help them with their website, newsletters, eBooks, even LinkedIn. That's like my favorite. I would say. <laughs> so yeah, so, you know, summertime was difficult because it was just a little slower. And I think a lot of business owners felt that because I think business is just usually slower in the summertime in general. And I remember even working on at a more corporate job. I always remember the summer times were just slower, which is nice because you can go outside more, enjoy your time. But as a business owner, It's really fucking hard. (laughs) I will say that. But it did give me the chance to work on my brand. So my company name is Cosmic Creative. And Miss Cara helped me build my website. (laughs) I knew you knew I was going to mention that because I'm like, I cannot not mention it. (laughs) She's not up for grabs. I'm not going to (laughs) promote that side of the business. And she did such a fabulous job. Like she revealed it to me, right? She (laughs) revealed it to me and I was just so shocked, like at how, how on brand it was. And just, it's like exactly what I pictured. And then some, it's simple, it's like, you know, you followed my brand guide guidelines, like, the colors and the text and
1: that's what i was going to say was you know you you made it easy thanks to you and the work of your wonderful brand designer because i didn't have to do anything i just had to implement the vision and that that's the thing mm-hmm. when it comes to web design the vision is the hard part
0: yeah joel Sousa is amazing he knows his shit and i have learned <laughs> so much from him not only in terms of branding but just freelancing and running a business. He is so full of knowledge and experience and very happy I'm connected with him. So that is fantastic. But yeah, I think ever since the fall up until now, things have definitely picked up. And it's almost like I see the investment that I made, I now see things paying off because I am now getting people approaching me, asking for my help and it's yeah, it's great. Like, I have no complaints. I love my clients. That's not to say that there aren't difficult moments. But I'm just so appreciative of people noticing my skills and and not just that because it's, I don't think it's just people wanting your work. It's people wanting to work with you in particular. And Mm -hmm. that to me means the world so yeah (laughs) and as for you miss Cara what is going on in the work world
1: well took the summer off from teaching so good
0: Mm -hmm. highly
1: recommend I know most people are like what do you mean don't teachers get the summer off and like yes technically but I don't get paid in that case and car needs to pay mortgage so Mm -hmm. I took the summer off thinking oh maybe I can get some copy editing projects didn't really work out that way Thank you, line of credit, for tiding me over. But it's okay. That's the way it is, and I really needed the break. This fall, I'm back at teaching, of course. Very ambivalent about it still, and maybe that's something we can talk about in the future as I I work through those feelings. But um, one thing that's changed on the teaching side of things is I am on the negotiating team for my bargaining unit in my union because this is a year that we are negotiating our next collective agreement. And so I volunteered to be on the team because I feel like it's very important for um, educators from adult and continuing education to be represented uh, at the table. Mm
2: -hmm. So
1: uh, I haven't actually attended any sessions yet and I can't talk too much about the process, but I, I went to a conference the other week where we did some like simulations of negotiations. And that was so helpful for me to build my confidence and make me feel better about like how this all unfolds. You know, there's been a lot of talk in the media lately about unions and labor and strikes Uh, in the States. There's been a lot, lots of Starbucks stores unionizing. Yes. Um, Yes. And then, of course, here in Ontario, another education union, not mine, but another one, uh, announced mm-hmm. they were going to go on strike. So the Ontario government passed a bill using the notwithstanding clause of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms to say you can't go on strike. We're going to impose a contract on you. It was this whole thing. So they went on strike anyway. And then the government blinked and repealed that law. And they went back to the negotiating table. And now, as we are recording this, they might go on strike on Monday. We'll see what happens. So, so there's, there's a lot of labor tension in the air right now. So... Going to that conference made me feel better about this fact of like, I may not like every aspect of my job right now, and it can be very stressful for me, but I'm very lucky that I am in a union job where I literally can participate in the process of improving my working conditions.
0: Hmm. Yeah, so. you have some power and you yeah. have some say. Well, Mm-hmm. I have
1: some say and I'm part of this collective that's, you know, negotiating on my behalf. I think that's amazing. So go unions. <laughs> um, but yeah, on the freelancing side, as everybody uh, who's listened to our previous episode will know, uh, I am a copy editor. And I've been doing that professionally now since February. Uh, that's for you. Thank you for being one of my clients. Mm-hmm. But also uh, I've had several small clients And I will continue to take on small clients. But I think where I really want to get to is taking on larger projects, uh, manuscripts, dissertations, Mm -hmm. the bigger essays, that kind of thing. And so my exciting update is I copy edited a novel for the first time.
0: I don't know (laughs) if you you. can hear that. That's me clapping, though, because I am so proud of you.
1: Um, basically a friend of a friend approached me saying, Hey, I hear you, are copy editing. Uh, I've got a novel I want to self publish. It's my first novel. Uh, she's done a graphic novel in the past, but this was her, her first time doing like a full length prose piece. So we talked, we went back and forth. I looked at the manuscript. I quoted her, uh, it was exciting kind of going through that whole process for a bigger project. I learned a lot about my capabilities. My confidence in my editing skills, uh, that went really well. But managing a large project is very different from taking on smaller pieces from clients here and there. So I've mm-hmm. learned a lot that I can apply going forward. Plus, uh, she paid me very promptly. So go her. <laughs> um, and it's nice to see numbers go up in your bank account, right?
0: hmm Yeah, we, we love clients who pay promptly.
1: <laughs> I'm yeah. all for that. hmm uh, the other big thing is I finished my professional editorial standards certificate through Queen's University. So that's five courses that you can take uh, in any order. And once you do, you get a certificate. And it's just a, a formal qualification I can point to and say, like, hey, I, I've studied <laughs> editing, you know, in addition to my years of uh, informal amateur experience and experience from teaching. It's just like I've also taken these courses. They were very helpful. I liked them. And now I can point to that and say, I've done my professional development.
0: (laughs) Such a good credential to have. I think that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Now, we're going to move on to fun Fun projects. projects! Yay! For me, I made this, like, little... Harvest felted magnet. So it has like little mushroom, little tomato, eggplant. And there is just something so relaxing and so nice about this project because I did it during the summertime. I just feel like it was a nice distraction. I feel like sometimes we forget that crafting can be such a nice distraction from everyday life. Yes. You know? If you haven't done it in a bit, it's it's so rewarding. Go pick up a, that pencil, that paintbrush, or the knit, knitting knitting needles. I almost just said.
2: <laughs> yeah, yes.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean. The knitting needles.
2: Make some bread. Go make
0: some bread. <laughs> make some bread. <laughs> anyway, so I was a made a little video on Instagram about it. Oh, which also reminds me, I also did a fall. Uh, pumpkin magnet as well I made these little so nice pumpkins in various uh, shades and different colors I was like okay I want to do you know some some yellow pumpkins and some maroon and some purple so that was really fun and as of today I have had 20 close to 22,000 views on Instagram
1: whoa I I don't know if that's a lot but that seems like a lot (laughs)
0: yeah i mean yes. so just to give you like an average of you know my my views on my reels i usually get let's say anywhere between i don't know 1500 to like usually like maybe upwards okay, to 4, so, so this
1: is this is an order of magnitude larger than you typically get
0: oh by far and I just kept getting notified I'm like what are all these notifications (laughs) and it was like you know this person and I'm like how did this go somewhat viral where I just felt like it was the most basic video I guess I just maybe used like a trending um sound on it um because it was basically saying like a lot of videos speed up your craft and then show a video of it in real time so you're showing like a sped up version versus like the real-time, real-time video it's Because of it. If, you,
1: if you showed a real-time video, it, it would be, that would be a very long reel.
0: It would be very long. Yeah, exactly. So it's just this nice contrast of like, you know, Instagram versus reality. Yeah, and it just did surprisingly well. And I was like, okay, cool. That was a really, yeah, that was a really cool surprise. And then my other thing, I'm pretty sure I talked about it in a previous podcast episode about like, you know, future crafts, that we wanna that we wanna do maybe like by the end of the year or in the next couple of months, but I still wanna do the macrame plant hanger that I have.
1: Don't you mean macaroni art? Nah. <laughs> That's a callback to a previous episode.
0: Yes. I and I it's so funny because it's like every single time now when I think of or even if I say macrame, I'm like, or macaroni, as Cara yeah. likes yeah. to think of it. <laughs> but yeah, so that's awesome. I'm not putting you know too much pressure on myself to complete a bunch of art projects. But I just feel like Oof. as I as Still I get in, right, like as I get inspiration, I'm 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 happy to jump into something and you know full force. And I think that's just how I'm gonna approach it. Like when I have time, I will you know revert to my crafting. So, Miss Cara, what have you been up to in the projects world?
1: Well, when it comes to crafting, not as much as I would have liked. Uh, I, I mm-hmm. might have mentioned previously, this is my 10th year knitting, which is great.
0: I can't and believe it's been 10 years.
1: It's also my 10th year teaching.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Um, I know. And so that's great, but mm-hmm. it's been slow going this year. I think the past year, maybe two years have been the the fewest number of projects produced per year and, and it's not about quantity right but mm-hmm. um when you're doing a bigger project and i'm sure you feel this way sometimes you just reach a point where you're like i just want to be done i just want it to be over yeah uh, i want to go on to something new that i'm excited about and that's how i i felt like la- i felt that way last summer when i was working on a shawl that just would not stop um <laughs> and then this summer it was a baby blanket which i started and then for various reasons it just went really slowly and so i finally finished it last week and sent it off to the person who had the baby (laughs) Um, already had the baby Uh, Mm. and i've just learned that another friend of mine is expecting a baby in spring so i'm like well time to do another one Um, (laughs) uh, before that i'm going to do some Hexy puffs for you and your blanket that you're going to get one of these days and maybe a couple smaller projects just to give me that sense of completion. And then I'm saying it here, I'm saying it here. So, you know, a year from now, people can check in with me, hold me accountable. 2023 is gonna be the year of the sweater for me. Mm. I don't mean I'm gonna do only sweaters. Um, yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was I, just I, gonna
0: ask you, how many sweaters is this gonna add up to?
1: I don't know. <laughs> um, at least one is the goal. I've just, I've never knitted yeah, I've- a sweater. Uh, Mm -hmm. mostly because I've just never wanted to. And, but I want to do one now. I don't know if I'm going to do one for myself just to kind of test it out. And then one for a friend of mine who wants a sweater from me. I don't know. It's, I'm ready. Let's do it. So that's my, my knitting update. I I should probably mention podcasting, you know, the podcasting I do with you, of course. Mm -hmm. It's helped me grow my confidence. Um, being a trans person, especially a trans feminine person. You know, Mm -hmm. I have a lot of dysphoria around my voice and how I sound very deep and masculine. And often people mistake me for a man and misgender me, especially on the phone. I thought about doing voice therapy and I'm just like, I'm just, I'm too lazy. (laughs) It's not going to happen. I have to accept it for now. A lot of
0: work. Yep.
1: So Mm -hmm. I could easily say, I don't want to do podcasts anymore because I don't want people to hear my voice. And I'm just like, no, like that's not going to be an excuse. It's not going to hold me back.
2: Um, Mm -hmm. That was the
1: deal I made for myself when I, when I uh, decided to transition, I'm like, I'm not going to let my transition stop me from doing anything I would want to do otherwise. Certainly Mm -hmm. there are certain things that I feel um, would be less enjoyable for me, unfortunately, thanks to transphobia in our society, boo. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. and, And, you know, that's, a totally different discussion but like podcasting like there was never any doubt in my mind I was like I will continue podcasting with you because I wanted to I love it and honestly it's helped me I don't want to say get over my dysphoria because I don't think that's accurate but it's helped me really kind of just accept my voice um and and, you know remember that I can love myself even if there are parts of my uh, (laughs) oh I didn't expect to get all choked up um Even when there's parts of myself that, you know, um, because of the assumptions that people make in our society, maybe are a little bit uh, frustrating to to, de- to deal with day to day. So there's that. Um, and then that gave me the confidence to start Prophecy Girls, which is my Buffy rewatch podcast with my amazing mm-hmm. co host mm-hmm. And uh, we're a year and a half into that. We'll be two years in March. Mm-hmm. We're four seasons done in Buffy we're on season five right now it's amazing we have you know like we're do, we're doing like collaborations on other podcasts and just like I'm watching a lot of Buffy every week and we're doing a <laughs> lot of like we, we record every week it's a commitment yep and I'm grateful I've had the the two different experiences of podcasting and that I can still come and have these chill conversations with you um mm-hmm. and not have like people who ship Spike and Buffy come at me for my opinions. So there's that. I don't know. Maybe people, maybe our listeners will cancel me for a controversial friendship opinion or something.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Well, and didn't didn't you two also celebrate your 100th episode?
1: Yep, we've had over 100 episodes. Amazing. So I just, it, it's, it's become, I guess what I'm trying to say, is it has become a larger part of my life and my identity than I expected it to be. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and it's so strange uh to to realize that right like i there are people out there on the internet who know me and who listen to my voice every week and it's like i don't know i i i have some mixed feelings about that um happy overall like i'm not gonna stop doing it but i'm just like what? like i didn't see this coming if you would yeah. ask me like what would i be known for i'd be like well i hope people know me by my book reviews or my blog or something it's like I never thought people would know me as a podcaster and it's like, Oh, okay. (laughs) This is different, different timeline.
0: Can't choose what you're going to be famous for. So you are
1: so right.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, Becky, I just, thanks for having this chat with me. It's just so lovely to hang out with you. Um, I hope our listeners enjoyed it half as much as I did. Uh, I can't wait to see what 2023 brings us personally professionally with our friendships with this podcast you know the guests we might invite on the mm-hmm. topics we might cover if anybody has ideas for topics that you want to hear us talk about you can get in touch with us how would they do
2: that
0: you can email us at we just like to talk at gmail.com. um or you can also message us on facebook and Every single time I say this, I'm like, oh, that's right. We have a Facebook page that I haven't updated since earlier this year. So, yes, you can also cool. DM us on there if you want. Um, this yeah. has been such a lovely chat, Miss Cara. I love that we went back to basics because this is why we started the podcast because we literally just like to talk.
2: We and do. And
0: I always like to talk with you.
1: And I hopefully <laughs> will never tire of talking to you. <laughs>
0: Ditto.